0: It's August 12th, and this is Red Pages Podcast. I'm not on this episode, but I'm still doing an introduction. <phone rings> podcast it's july 29th or so you think and uh we are going to do a show without justin because justin is currently now trekking across the great land of the america from basically one corner to the other and he's got all of his possessions on his back like taking him so long right exactly you can't fit all those in the car, you know
1: well actually he like uh he like took one of those um old-timey sacks with a bandana ah. tied it with a uh a, around a stick
0: um, turns out you can only really fit, like, a sandwich in there. <laughs> and somehow he managed to uh, fit an entire computer and monitor and keyboard and mouse.
1: Yeah, and all of his books and his uh, Wii U, <laughs> PlayStation 3, all that good stuff. Yeah. So it's a really big bindle. It, it is. Um, it's just basically, if you see a guy walking around with a, like, a 20-foot bindle, that's probably him.
0: <laughs> all right. So, uh without without Justin, the uh the glue, the 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 grease of the podcast. How are we uh how are we gonna proceed? Should we just jump into haps? Yeah, that seems pretty good. Paul, what have you been hapsening? Um I watched the new
1: episode of True Detective and I went to Justin's farewell party thing. You were not there at the farewell party because you don't actually care about Justin apparently. Yep, I decided to snub him. Yep. It was unfortunate. It was pretty good, though. We, we Everyone was dressed, like, super fancy. And there was, like, the most $10 bottle of wine um, <laughs> that you could get. It was very, very fancy. Very great. I actually have no clue how much the wine was, but I'm pretty sure it was, like, a $10 a bottle
0: of wine. Um, it was pretty good. I, uh, I don't know what the, the fanciest clothes that I own are. I mean, I don't even have one of those tuxedo t-shirts. <laughs> well, you don't, you, you don't own, like, a button-up and, like, some slacks?
1: Well, yeah. But, like, those can standard be fancy enough. Office shirt and things. Right. Like, things. I actually do own a suit, but, uh, this is not really a suit occasion. Also, it would have been, like, 90 degrees here, so that would have been pretty terrible. Um, I did end up wearing, like, a tie and a, uh, light summer jacket, but it was, it was, like, still pretty rough. Mm. Uh, not the most enjoyable trip to, uh, the middle of Pennsylvania middle of the east of the pennsylvania and uh did you do you actually watch uh true detective this week no i forgot yeah i actually did two until last night and then finally got around to it and like yeah I'm not, I'm not like convinced that this is an episode you're gonna like but it certainly is like picking up more on some of the action that was there at uh from last episode
0: mm, that's uh, good this episode it felt like season one was coming through a little bit
1: I mean, maybe, but it, I mean, I, the parts of season one that I enjoyed most were the, uh, really weird things that Russ would always say. Tax, just for no tax, reason whatsoever. Tax. Yeah. And there, there's certainly not very much more of that, unfortunately. Um, did I do anything else? I think I haven't. I think I've been otherwise pretty boring.
0: Cool. Cool. What about you? My, my big media consumption this week has been, uh, uh listening to last week's episodes of Red Pages podcast which uh, sounded like a really fun show and I'm, I'm sad that I missed it
1: yeah it was pretty good
0: yeah we had a great guest on yeah yeah it, uh, sounded pretty smooth entertaining <laughs> I'm uh, playing it for the KOL crowd right now oh sweet this thing says I have zero listeners but I don't guess true but yeah the previous DJ crashed I don't know how long ago <laughs> so there's just been no streams for uh I, I don't know how long hmm yeah, uh, I guess, uh, this goes back two weeks. Went to a beach party, which, which was fun. Didn't, uh, I didn't get nearly as inebriated as I did last year. I had a couple of drinks and that was cool. And then we drove home, which, uh, isn't a typical thing for a beach party. <laughs> so there was some dancing, I guess. I don't really, I don't dance. Uh, they had a DJ and they had like a whole stage set up on the, on the beach and a bunch of, oh, they had a, <laughs> This year last year they just had a bunch of uh temporary barbecues. This year they had one that was made out of half of an oil drum and uh it was just massive and full of charcoal and uh pretty delightful to use just throw a bunch of meat on it and uh mm, seems fun. Meat. Meat. I got to, I have to uh pick up the slack in in, in the podcast for uh meat related topics. Right, yeah, you are, you have
1: been surprisingly outnumbered by non-meat eaters. Um, I don't think that's a
0: very uh, common occurrence. There are a surprising amount of them here among the other jets. There's, like, two out of the five jets here are uh, vegetarian or vegan. Three? Most of the airplanes in this area Yes. Most of the uh, Japanese English teachers are jet j- 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 most of the people teaching English in Japan from other places. Let's see. Liv, Emma, James... Sam. Sam. That's four out of, like, six in yep. our uh, immediate area. So we're still pretty outnumbered. Okay.
1: That's very surprising, especially considering that, like, um, Justin and I were, like, some of the only vegetarians that we knew when we were at school. There may have been, huh. like, two others that we knew ever
0: So maybe there's like a a personality overlap between people who are willing to just move to Japan for a bunch of years and people who are uh uh likely to pay attention to the things that they put in their mouths. Like maybe we're getting a uh maybe we're not getting a a representative sample. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah,
1: so far it seems like we've got like maybe like a hundred people on my end and like twenty people on your end or whatever. And Mm. it's that's that's not a good sample size regardless.
0: Yeah, we just got all of the vegetarians. Yeah,
1: yeah, they, this is all of them in the entire
0: world. Yep. <laughs> I hope nothing happens to Japan because, uh, uh, also watched, we watched Ultron, Age of Sequels, and uh, somebody, uh, edited a bunch of what I wrote, so I don't know what I had there before. Uh... <laughs> like, I mean, the new Avengers movie was not as good as the old Avengers movie, but it had some cool stuff. Like, if you're going to go to a theater to watch a superhero movie, uh, that's exactly what you're going to get. Also, I got really excited at a bunch of points where they almost revealed Vision, and then ultimately revealed Vision.
1: Yeah, um, I actually don't know enough of uh the Marvel Universe to have known who Vision was, so the entire time, I was just thinking it was going to be, like, Actually Ultron in a more scary form, like it was Dragon Ball Z or something.
0: Well, there was that scene where he uh he's in the middle of a sentence and then a newer version of him like punches through his own. Oh
1: yeah, that was that was definitely a sweet scene. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I am looking at what you wrote and uh that is criticism that I saw in a lot of the reviews when that movie first came out was that it was just like the the plot was weird in a lot of areas, and they, like, made very poor use of both uh, Hulk and Black Widow's character throughout the movie. It was just another, uh, Tony Stark is a perpetual <laughs> screw-up movie, you know?
0: Well, I mean, they all, we got to see a lot of Hawkeye, which is cool. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. It's it's difficult because they've got to balance the screen time of so many different... Right,
1: yeah, I, I was... think it this might be just a good case study in why, uh... Movies uh, cannot have too many characters in the ensemble.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think, like, I think the reason that Stark is so prominent is because he's just the loudest and most obnoxious.
1: I mean, he doesn't have to be. I mean, that's all up to the writers. Like, they certainly could have made, I, they, they could have made this another movie about Loki. You know, he could have been the most obnoxious character in the movie, but, you know.
0: Oh, for me, this is just a, a, an origin story for Vision.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it's just, uh, it did seem like they are just setting up for the uh, next one where they have the, all the new Avengers when all the contracts for the current Avengers are up, or some of the yeah. contracts are up, so they have to like keep the
0: franchise going in any possible way they can. That's going to be an exciting, uh, what, what do you call that, shuffle? Yeah. Like having them try to come up with something new based on uh, none of the characters being around anymore. I wonder if we're ever going to see uh, Teen Vision. There's a point when uh, Vision uh, gets rewritten or something, and uh, when he comes back, his personality is that of a teenager. So he joins okay. like this, this this teen group of mutants. That could be cool. Uh, <laughs> fortunately, at least I'm not aware yet of, uh, of of a baby Vision, but I mean, I guess it's only a matter of time. Oh,
1: yeah, it could happen. I think I think what happens is they go into uh, they get shrunk down really small and go into Vision's head and then chop off the part of him that makes him. Ah. Uh, Sane or
0: whatever, they turn into Baby Vision. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, like, we're... The, the whole Marvel machine right now is driving us towards one movie where uh, all five of the gems are brought together. Right, yeah. Uh, I want to know if Vision's going to survive that. Like, they're just going to take the part of him that makes right, him... Right, yeah, I, I
1: think they would have to, like, kill him at least momentarily or, like, severely depower him in order to, uh... Remove the Mind Stone from his forehead. Hmm. Um. Not sure how they're gonna really handle it, and like we're still missing out on like two of the gems for that to happen, right?
0: Yeah. Well, what what are those
1: gonna come from? Um. Well, I mean, there's Guardians of the Galaxy two, uh Captain America: Civil War at the very least, and I don't know if it showed up in Ant Man because I I didn't see Ant Man yet. Ha!
0: <sighs> <sighs> very good.
1: Uh, I mean, I mean, it it was number one in the block, uh, in the box office that first week, but that's mainly because there wasn't really much of anything else to watch, (laughs) and uh, it very quickly dropped because people aren't that interested in Ant Man.
0: Yeah, is that yeah? I feel like that was ill advised. Maybe that was just like that. That was was that Marvel's main studio, or was that like? Yeah, I think
1: I think so. I like it's it seems to be um part of the larger universe that they're building up,
0: still. But, like, uh, Daredevil. Daredevil wasn't Marvel Studios. That's fair. It was ABC. And they they ended up doing a really cool thing. I was wondering if, like, Ant-Man was, I don't know, uh...
1: Um, Apparently, Steve Rogers and Bucky Barnes show up in the movie.
0: That's weird. That's... I don't understand that.
1: Uh, I'm just quickly skimming through the plot of the movie, and apparently there's something with Hydra.
0: (laughs) Man. They just can't get over Hydra.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, Nazis are a great villain, you know? Yeah. Never overuse Nazis, that's for sure. But yeah, it looks like this is like definitely part of the main storyline that they're telling, if they're putting Captain America uh, characters in it.
0: Yeah. And... Well, we'll see. Um, maybe maybe uh, we are just completely using up everyone's interest in any kind of blockbuster movie. Like, maybe in a couple of years. No one is going to watch any of these movies because of the extreme exhaustion that. Uh, that's true. And that only watching the biggest and the the most extreme. Like, I feel like Spider-Man did that. Spider-Man Three. Yeah. Just had sixty
1: villains they, in it. They they also just uh pumped out those movies way too quickly. I think like they there was legit like one every year. Yeah. Like that. And that's just like way too much. At least Marvel's spacing out the uh, Avengers movies and. Even, like, the uh, main uh, superhero films' uh, stories are getting spaced out by, like, two or three years.
0: Oh, we do have... I guess we must have talked about it, already, but we do have confirmation that uh, Spider-Man is going to make an appearance.
1: Yeah, I'm excited, but, I mean... I I just keep thinking that I would sort of like Donald Glover to be Spider-Man, though it seems unlikely, more and more unlikely that's going to happen. Yeah, I think they said they're going for someone young. Yeah, yeah, they want someone, uh, younger and whiter. Because they're, <laughs> they're going for the very classic Peter Parker Spider-Man. Not gonna change that up at all.
0: Just sad, because it looks like, uh, Marvel is going, uh, more and more towards their ultimate universe.
1: Yeah, right? Um although, I mean, like, that could change at any minute, because Marvel's not known to have the most stable storylines in the first place, so, I mean, like, it could just be that happening for a bit, and all of a sudden, they uh, prime universe. And, and well, that's also a reason why it's hard for me to sort of get into it, because I don't know whether getting attached to what's going on right now is necessarily going to be how it is.
0: We'll have uh, we'll have Justin cut out all the baby noises.
1: Right, yeah, because Justin is 100% doing this because he was totally on this podcast.
0: <laughs> Justin's just an advanced artificial intelligence, right? uh. Right. Yeah, we we tried to engineer
1: Skynet, but instead we just got
0: this uh, podcast editing AI (laughs) instead. And it's been okay. (laughs) Speaking of of artificial intelligence, uh, Stephen Hawking is doing an Ask Me Anything on Reddit. I don't know how well it's doing without Victoria. And and, uh, also, the original post was some days ago now, and they said that they would have answers the following day. And I have not yet seen any answers. Uh, But... super cool questions so far. And most of them are about uh, artificial intelligence, because I guess you just signed a paper saying don't artificially intelligent things, because they'll kill all the humans. Okay. They will inevitably kill all the humans.
1: Okay. that's. I mean, that's a little bit disappointing. I was expecting more. Than, I guess I'd have to read the paper to be sure, because, like, for all I know, you're just given a bad-skim version of
0: it. <laughs> Basically. Uh, uh, it, it says, well, he says in his words in, in the post. I signed an open letter earlier this year, employing researchers to balance the benefits of AI with the risks. The letter acknowledges that AI may might one day help eradicate disease and poverty, but it also puts the onus on scientists at the forefront of this technology to keep the human factor front and center of their innovations. Personally, I think that the human race is a uh, transient species. And like, as long as the thing that comes next has an intelligence and a record of history, we've served our our, our uh, purpose. Like, if we could biologically become a, a, a super intelligent species, that's cool. But like, if we created, I don't know, in our own image or whatever, digitally or uh, uh, with technology, a species that is uh, super intelligent, that's also cool. Okay. Like, I mean. If we go back to an early stage of Homo sapien, I don't know, what's further back than that? Um, Caveman. Sure, let's go with that. Sure. (laughs) The the scientific term of caveman. Neanderthal. Yeah. So, like, if we go to Neanderthal and say, hey, Mr. Neanderthal, you're going to be replaced, and you're going to go extinct, and basically everyone's going to forget you until we dig up your toe or something and someone rebuilds an elaborate model based on that, he's probably going to say, no. No, Neanderthals are the apex of of uh of, of evolution, and we're gonna be around forever and I'm gonna do my best to make it so that we remain stagnant and never grow from here and never learn. That would be pretty sad, because then human beings never would have come into existence. Right. But like you know, what what is what is to us that we are to the Neanderthals that um, that we're uh maybe even preventing from existing by uh, by not developing artificial intelligence I don't know what do you think um
1: I think that uh human consciousness was an evolutionary mistake and <laughs> that time is a flat circle <laughs> uh seriously though, I, I don't know I, I like the idea of uh some sweet AI and having like Jarvises everywhere or something and <laughs> uh like I don't think that the threat of Skynet will stop me from wanting that.
0: I think it would be worth it. Yep. Time tackling death robots.
1: Yeah, definitely. If if our future ends up actually being the Matrix, I am super down with that. Make, <laughs> make me part of a large neural network so I can live a simulated
0: reality of my own life. Yeah, those... Uh, I sympathize with the machines so much in those movies. Because they're like, look, we give up. We're trying so hard. What do you want? What? What can we give you so that you'll? Be <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we like, just don't want you to be controlling us, man. Yeah. Also, it was yeah. the humans that blocked out the sky. Yeah, right? the humans like, they were like, "Well, we're going <laughs> to lose this
1: war. Might as well make the robot suffer real hard." And then the robot still gave us a great deal out of that in the end.
0: <laughs>
1: man, man,
0: stupid. Speaking human about need for individuality, ugh. <laughs> Speaking of Jarvis is everywhere, uh, today is the day that everyone gets a, uh, a Cortana.
1: Oh, yeah. Justin was telling me all about how, uh, much fun Cortana is. He was yeah. asking, um, what do you think of Siri? And Cortana's <laughs> answer is, uh, well, we both use Bing, so I think it's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> huh.
0: Does Siri use Bing?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Apple's products uh, use Bing instead of Google Maps and all the uh, Google searching power stuff, so. Oh yeah. Man, Google needs to develop a, a personality.
0: Oh, I've, well, I've, they, uh, they do have
1: it. Um, they've got, or not exactly a personality, but they do have all the voice feature stuff. You just talk to Google. Okay,
0: Google. Yeah, exactly. They need to have like, uh, I don't know, who would they even have? Um, um, they should hire. I don't know. Jane. They should hire Jane.
1: Yeah. From Enders Game. Um, I think I think they should hire Danny Trejo. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, I, I don't, I don't have Windows 10 yet. Um, if I click on the thing, it says, Hey, great. You're almost ready. Uh, it's been saying that for the past eight hours. Okay. Notify me when ready.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't actually, I, I, like, a month ago, I was like, Oh yeah, notify me when ready thing. And, uh, it hasn't said anything in a while. I'm probably going to wait like another week before actually doing this upgrade though, just to make sure that like, there aren't like, Weird issues that pop up from a
0: lot of people um trying it out all of a sudden. Mm. Uh, I hope and uh, I I remain hopeful because I think I've seen some mentions of this, but uh, I hope that they burn every single thing to the ground that has anything to do with Windows eight interface. For example, when you go into configuration files, it pops up one giant window that goes from corner to corner, blocks everything else out, and has like one thing in it. That that like hey, here's a a touch screen with A button. Uh, is this the button you wanna press? No, no? Go, give me, go back to my other stuff. Nope! Not gonna do that! Oh, how do, how do I make you die? Uh, you can't. Uh, you've got to alt tab or something, uh, and then, uh, find this in the taskbar at the bottom and then click on the X through the other interface, which makes there be an X so that you can close this and go back to, uh, using your computer the way computers are made. Right. Yeah. That makes sense.
1: I mean, I honestly haven't really hated any of these features. Like, they're sort of annoying, but like, you can, you don't have to like,
0: use most of them. So, yeah, just, the, sometimes they'll surprise me. One of them will sneak up and I'll, I'll, I'll run one by accident. Like the, uh, the default PDF viewer. It's just something that obliterated. Oh yeah. My monitors. And
1: also, is, um, yeah, I, I think the, I think the worst one was actually the default Skype that's installed. With Windows 8, because like when when you got when you have that one installed and you don't you don't remember to uninstall it when you put like Skype for Desktop in, you can never exactly tell which one is the actual (laughs) one that you want.
0: (laughs) Yep, I think I might have just hidden the uh, the icon or something. Yeah, I mean you can uninstall it pretty easily,
1: uh, and I ended up doing that after just like struggling for months of forgetting about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But as far as as far as I've seen so far, Windows 10 is just them saying, "I'm sorry, we're sorry for Windows 8."
1: Right. It, it's yeah, it. uh, it's the Windows 7s to the Windows Vista.
0: When do you think people will stop trying to force interface paradigm changes and just let them happen naturally?
1: Uh Never. I mean, you gotta yeah. you gotta try them at some point if you
0: want to make the change or make a well, change, like, I guess. I feel like that is never going to come from the top down. It's got to be from the bottom up. Like, someone on some interface is going to, like, no matter how small the application is, is going to change the, uh, the the settings menu button from uh, a wrench to three horizontal lines. And then, you know, the next week, everyone is using three horizontal lines for settings. Yeah, that's fair all using the hamburger. And I don't know that that was a good change, but, like, that was very organic. It, it happened in one place and then rippled out until next Well, I think the that uh, was more happening
1: just because it happened on one influential app, and then all the other apps were just like, I'm going to copy what this influential app is doing.
0: Yeah. But, like, instead of your entire computer telling you, no, this is the way that you use me. There are no alternatives. It's like, hey, this is something that tested well here. These people decided that it was a good idea so they implemented it and then it like it goes from users deciding how they want to interact with something by using it and some designer developer shareholder somewhere up top saying hey you know what you should do make everything terrible and not have an option to update anyway uh we were talking (laughs) about true detective last week's episode was my favorite so far like
1: it was also it like, the uh, worst-rated episode by AV Club.
0: Really? Yeah. Huh. Were they enjoying just watching a boring bunch of nothings happening all at once? I think so. I mean, I was enjoying it, so, I mean, like, you know. But I, mm. I
1: enjoyed that last episode <laughs> a lot as well, so I don't know what's wrong with AV Club. That last
0: episode was the one... Like, if, if they had led with that one, I would have been so much more invested in everything else that was happening. And, uh, uh hopefully this week's is, uh gonna be more of that yeah so transition noise what have you been playing um i've been playing a bunch of guild wars
1: 2 i finally got my madri and madri 2 item which was a long grind it took over 21 days of uh grinding for items and gold and uh fetch quests around the world but i got my back piece which is the sweet tentacle vine thing coming out of your back Um, It also comes with an item that eats this crafting material that has almost no use and you can accumulate a really large amount of very quickly. But now that I have an item that can eat all of it, those problems are slightly alleviated um, as I can start to go through my incredible backlog. Um, Whereas before I would just delete them to make space. Now I can turn (laughs) them into some items like three to six a day. Hmm. It It was a lot of work. And it is going to be worth it once it pays for itself in like three years from now or something like that, right? Mm. Um, I've uh, been playing a bunch of League of Legends because they've had like this interesting uh, meta event for the past week uh, in which um, they reskinned one of the maps to be all pirate bridge themed, and uh, there's like these quests that you can do, which were the like essentially pirate bridge themed as well, forced you to play on the Pirate Bridge map at least a little bit. Um, and if you complete them, you get a special icon that you can show off to people for like all of uh, the 30 seconds that games are loading. So that's great. And today they released a game mode called uh, uh, Black Market Brawlers, which is a normal game mode, but they add a sort of, um, say what?
0: Black Hearts Bay. Yes, exactly Happy that.
1: Uh, but they added a mechanic where you collect a currency called Krakens, and you can use these Krakens to buy mercenaries that walk down each of your lanes. I've played all of two games of this mode because it was literally released today, and that's all the all the time that I've had before this podcast to do so. And so far, I'm enjoying it. There's some really neat items that you can uh, do. There's one that allows you to um, take the appearance of one of your teammates for 30 seconds or uh, until you, like, attack. Um, so... What I've seen some people do is like look like a support um, as a an assassin walk up to someone and they're just like oh this is like going to be an easy kill and all of a sudden they're dead because the assassin is does a butt ton of damage in really short amount of time and yeah it's it's a cool event there's still a lot to learn <laughs> about it and I'm not sure if there's like going to be a lot of incentive to actually like play this mode a lot I'm probably just gonna. Play enough to get my quest done, and then I'll go back to playing on, uh, Murder Bridge, because Murder Bridge is the best mode. Played a bit more of, uh, the Hearthstone Brawl that was released today. It is the, uh, Unstable Portal Challenge, which is a lot like the Web Spinner Challenge in which you can select any class and you have a deck that's two-thirds, uh, portals and one-third of random other spells, and I've of really good luck and also a lot of really bad luck Hmm. I'm like kind of thinking about this and uh remember um the brawl like two weeks ago I think where you just got like completely random cards and Uh, I didn't play it oh okay it was a brawl where you essentially just got you chose a class you got completely random cards you were uh skewed for better legendary or something and people why I think most people thought it wasn't particularly good and like originally everyone was super hyped up for like the all web spinner or all um, unstable portal brawls, but like they're really effectively very similar uh, mm. to how the just random creatures uh brawl works, but it still like feels more fun. And I'm not entirely sure why that is. Yeah, weird. Um and also a bit more Rocket League. Have you do you know anything about Rocket League? I think I mentioned it last week. But you weren't here. No. Nope. Um, Rocket League, uh, once again, is a game in which you are driving in oh, a car, and you're playing 3-on-3 soccer. Playing soccer with cars. Yes, and the cars also have rockets on them.
0: Right. Yeah, That was uh, you mentioned the name two or three times, but every time you did, something happened so that I couldn't hear the name of the game that you were talking about. Ah, okay. But Car Soccer.
1: Yeah, Car Soccer. It's really fun. Um, people look like they know what they're doing. I still don't. I'm just running at the ball. Get in, win sometimes, sometimes not. It feels like, uh, communication is super, super important. Um, just to make sure that you have defense at all points or just like playing back a little bit just in case the ball gets cleared super far. But it's hard to do, uh, in a game with random people. Some people just don't have microphones or aren't receptive to that sort of stuff. Which I guess is a problem with a
0: lot of online games in general. So that's all I've played this week. Sweet. What did I play? I, uh, Area is still good. Um, I played some of that after the the uh official release. And it's had like an update every day since then. So that guy's definitely uh uh right in there with the patches and the fixes during launch week, which is good. Sweet. Played some Dungeon Defenders, which is a uh, blast from the past. Dungeon Defenders one? Uh yeah. Oh wow.
1: <laughs> do I even own yeah. Dungeon Defenders two? Uh No, I do not. Hmm, I don't know. Like, is that even, is it necessary? <laughs> no, I, I just was wondering, because I, it's been
0: a long time since i played either of those games, and, uh. I'm just wondering if they really needed to make another one, because people are still playing the first one. <laughs> like, how, how, how do you improve that experience, I wonder?
1: Yeah, I'm, oh, I see, I see. <laughs> Dungeon Defenders 2 is in pre-alpha right now, that's why. Ah.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, I, I, I like that game. Uh, my friends got bored of it very quickly, and so I didn't get to experience as much, and I didn't really want to play alone.
0: Hmm. Well, uh, it looks like we're getting back into it, Uh so there might always be... Whoa, huh. I fired up Steam, and uh it gave me some update news of Dungeon Defenders 2, nice. 40% off. It's only 1,488 yen now. It's weird, because we usually have more than four people who want to play at a time,
1: mm. but
0: most of the levels only let four people in. Yeah. Maybe they maybe change that for uh game two. Or maybe we've just playing and we've, we've just been playing in ranked too long. Maybe there's just like the very first mod that anyone made was made it so that eight people could play in any of the four player levels. I mean, I would, I'd probably play that. Uh, I've got, I've got a summoner at level 74 and uh, an archer, I think. Ranger, level 73. And they've got some gear and stuff. Uh, we rolled the new characters and I rolled another summoner because summoners are great. Cool. Uh, that's, that's about it for dungeon defenders. Uh, Oh, yeah, we played some, uh, <laughs> Heroes. We had a LAN party. Sweet. Uh, yeah. A couple friends brought their laptops and we played Heroes of the Storm. And now Maggie is playing Heroes, which is super cool. Yeah, I remember her, um, trying to play. That was interesting. <laughs> her first game was as murky and quick match.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was, uh, eventful. I think, uh, I think Justin went from being, uh, bemused to, uh, what What's a, what's a good word to describe that? Frustrated? Uh, not not exactly frustrated, but like he went from saying, "Yeah, I'm gonna carry this party and uh, uh we're gonna win despite it all," and then near the end he was like, "Yeah, that. Yep, this is what happened." <laughs> Turns out the other butcher is as good as me at carrying the team. So, <laughs> uh, butcher didn't seem like he knew what he was doing for the most part. Butcher is uh butcher's interesting.
1: I don't um, about how Butcher plays still, so
0: Leoric's ultimate choices are confusing me. Apparently the, the most picked and the the ones that lead to the most victories, the one that is uh the Black March, uh, which is one where he just like staggers forward, um, swinging his hammer like a golf club. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was crap because it just does <laughs> next to no damage. Right. And Everyone needs to be right in front of you in a line, and if they're not, or if they move slightly, you miss them. Right. I mean, isn't it the case that it's just slightly less crap than the other ult? Well, the other ult uh, can track five players, and then you, your team can just smash them to pieces. It's like a, a really long trap, and if they want to get out, they've got to walk through you. Or, like, you know, they can be one of the three heroes that can jump. Oh, like, uh, that that seemed so much more uh, useful to me. Uh, yeah, I mean... It's know. a great chase. If someone's running away, you can just, just pull up these walls, and they can't go anywhere anymore. And uh, if you do it to uh, in a team fight, the entire enemy team is gonna freak out and try to escape instead of, you know, attacking the focusing on the the, the one or two people attacking them or whatever. Like it's a good way to change the uh, psychological battlefield, if nothing else. But you know, everyone's everyone is picking uh, the Black March and winning. So uh, obviously Hammerhan.
1: Oh, I mean, just because they're winning doesn't necessarily make
0: it the correct choice all the time. Mm. Yeah, maybe they're winning despite their choices. Right. Yeah. Or maybe it's the butchers on the team saying, "Man, come on, stop just running in and dying." On <laughs> yeah. Tr- like every every win that Leoric
1: actually gets is one where Leoric gets carried. You
0: know? <laughs> there's a there are uh, there's a strategy. Leoric runs into the enemy's core and hits it a bunch, dies. Waits, comes back, hits it a bunch, dies. Waits, comes back, hits it a bunch, dies. Uh, and, and eventually wins. Right. Which is pretty stupid. I don't think it's core. I think you can do that to a keep. Um, and it takes like 10 seconds shorter if there's an Abathur uh, jumping on every time he's alive. But like, there's nothing the enemy team can do about that except for like, I'll go back to base and take care of him. But then he's just going to be there again forever. because You can never really get rid of Leoric. Uh, for those who, uh, don't play heroes, uh, Leoric, uh, when he dies, instead of dying, he turns into a ghost, uh, and his health bar slowly refills, and when his health bar is full, he comes back at full height, full health alive. Uh, he just does not ever respawn, or go into a respawn counter. Right. Uh, which very... can be used, uh, very, very poorly. Right. Uh, for example, hey! 1v5, I can do this!
1: Right. Yeah, you, so, you no. like, still give EXP to the enemy team, right? For dying. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so I mean it's just like you, you can you can,
1: you can literally feed the entire game.
0: Yep. Anyway, uh that's uh that's me. That's me for books and games. Um and and ha- haps. Um, the boy is still teething. Mm. Um that might be a show, what do you think?
1: Um I'm not sure if all of that was entirely usable because of the baby. Uh but we can try to work around that and just uh edit it like a lot.
0: Yeah. Thanks Justin for uh for editing this for editing that out.
1: Yeah. I mean whatever parts aren't usable, I'll just re record uh with Microsoft Sam and uh that'll work out perfectly. It's it'll Uh, it'll uh, be like you're there the entire time.
0: The uh the Justin AI for uh for Podcast will make a judgment error and instead use Microsoft Sam to recreate all of the noises that William made and reinsert them. Yep. All right, Windows 10, come on. Okay. Notify me when ready. Justin said that uh, you can just type in a thing in a place and it will, uh, make it automatically upgrade. Uh, and then he said a bunch of people had problems with that and maybe I don't want that. Oh, uh, wrap up. So, Paul, if someone wants to get a hold of us to uh, to, to tell us how great our podcast is or to ask us questions, uh, how would they do that? Well, you can find
1: us on our website, redpagespodcast.com, or email us at theredpagespodcast at gmail.com. And we're on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Reddit. We're, we're on whatever uh, secret cabal network that baby used to communicate with each other. <laughs> yeah. uh yeah Streaming. yeah exactly Streaming. yeah um and if you are a telepath uh you know how to get, reach us yep you already know yeah. uh that's our show and this is a very clever uh outro sting thing yep bam
0: Not Chuckle Stein. Not Chuckle Stein.